Woohoo! Okay, guys, welcome back to the Jesus Fuel Places podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie, and today I'm joined with the lovely Kaylin, and we are going to be talking about our relationship with food, fitness, kind of all of it over. So, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm Kaylin. I'm so excited to be here. Mackenzie has such an awesome list of all the things that we're going to be talking about, <laughs> and so I'm really excited for y'all to kind of see what we're going to go over today. Woohoo! Okay, so first let's just touch in on like your, like give a little background, like personal history, just so people can kind of get to know you a little bit. Yeah, so I am a personal trainer. Um, I got my certification four years ago, and just in the last year I've started doing that full time as my career, and it's been so fun. Um, and then I'm also pursuing my master's in mental health counseling. I finished my undergrad in clinical psychology. Uh, like last December. So I've just been kind of, uh, my goal is to kind of integrate the mental health side and the physical health side and just kind of have those all together eventually. So it's just been cool pursuing both. So sweet. Okay, personal stuff too. You're married. Yes, I am married. Oh, all the things, all the things. Okay. Um, So I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I moved down here about six and a half years ago. Um, I met my husband at church, which is sweet. so sweet, <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so we just chill, I don't know what else, what kind of things you want to know, I, I like food, yeah. we like to go out, and um, eat. we're eating our way through West Palm right now, which so is fun. the best thing to do, <laughs> yeah. what's your, what's restaurant recommendations I know you've given me a time? Oh my gosh, okay, so someone asked me this the other day, and I was like, I don't even, they asked me what my favorite was, and I was mm-hmm. like, I don't even know how to answer this question, because... I have so many. So, have you won the Tropical Smokehouse? No, but I've heard so much about it. So, it's it's like Southern Living's best barbecue in all the South. In just on Dixie in Florida. (laughs) What? What? So, we went, though. It was amazing. Um, We really love Zipatillo's. It used to be um, in the Grandview, but now it's in, like, its own thing. So, it's, like, really good. It's not Mexican. It's Salvadorian, but, like... Not tacos, nachos, all the things. Ooh. And then true food, which is really good for like a little healthy vibe, which we love. We were literally there last Friday. We're there all the time. Yeah. So it's great. <laughs> I need to get out and explore most palm food more. That's the yeah. thing about like being from here. I feel like I think I know everything. Yeah. But then I'm like, I'm from Wellington, Florida. There's nothing <laughs> there. And I have explored maybe Wellington food and that's about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So talk about kind of your health journey while you were living in Cincinnati and then kind of how that's changed and evolved to being in South Florida. Yeah, we can just dive right in. I'll just like get right back. That's cool. So, um, it was, so there were many things. Um, I struggled a lot with food and eating disorders, which then, or I guess disordered eating, which turned into eating disorders, Mm -hmm. which turned into disordered eating, which kind of just that whole cycle. And so, um, when I was in Cincinnati, I, um, I played sports like through high school, which was super fun, but like, you know, you're working out all the time. And so when I graduated high school, I didn't like pursue sports in college. And so all of a sudden, like, I didn't really know what I was even supposed to do in the mm-hmm. gym. Like, you know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like, okay, I, I know how to play these sports, but now there's not really a space for me to do that. And so it was so weird kind of going through that phase. Um, but then also I ended up getting like chronic pain. So I was dealing and it took so many months to figure out what was going on. But eventually we figured out that I had, um, adrenal fatigue, mm-hmm. which is basically like 
where your hormones are all crazy and your body's just like can't regulate itself. So, it's so much fun. Yeah, it's so fun. But it was, I mean, I was really like, I mean, create like burning out at yeah. like 15, which is like the craziest thing because it's like you're 15 years old. You're 15 yeah. years old and you're burning out, and so my body was just absolutely done. And so, um, we ended up going to doctors that had told me that I should like only eat or basically only eat whole foods, no gluten, no dairy, no soy, no eggs, no like. I don't even know, like so many restrictions, no preservatives, nothing. Like Mm -hmm. I should have a clean diet because I had autoimmune disease in my family. And so they said, if you have inflammation, you got to cut everything out. And so that's kind of where it started, where I was like kind of creating this list in my mind of like, all right, here are the foods that are good. Mm -hmm. Here are the foods that are bad. And so when that started happening, um, I got to college and there was no like opportunity to have the good foods. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's just like it's a cafeteria yeah. like you know you have, you have what you have and so that's kind of when the cycle started of I started restricting but then I'd get starving and I would just like binge on like dairy-free ice cream or like mm-hmm. whatever I was eating the foods that were allowed but I was just so struggling with yeah. like what foods to eat um eventually so like I gained more than freshman 15 at that point because mm-hmm. I was just going through this like restrict binge cycle like kind of going to the gym kind of not because I didn't even know like what to do right. and then ended up moving down to Florida I was like at my heaviest and everyone's like a supermodel Florida living <laughs> in South Florida it's like everyone walks around there this big and it's like okay great yeah, it's like, hard yeah. and so it's like and coming from where I came from, where it was, like, food was just, like, it was all comfort food. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom didn't necessarily, like, cook healthy. It was all, like, tradition. And it was, right. like, you know, the, the soups and the whatever. Just, like, just stuff that was, you know, all the cheese, all the dairy, yeah. all the stuff. And so I came down here where, like, not only were people tiny, but there was also this emphasis on, like, health food. And I was, like, oh, gosh, like... Like, what do I do? And then, it, I mean, then more things continued. I kind of continued spiraling with that unhealthy mindset and was doing more restricting and then wasn't binging at all. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, restricting, restricting. But then, again, so many different phases kind of through that, which I think we can talk about yeah. throughout. <laughs> right. we kind of, like, it's just because that's kind of how it goes. If yeah. you're struggling with the relationship with food, it's not like you stop eating and you don't, you only do that for... You go through one thing. Yeah. And then yeah. it continues. Right. So that was kind of the transition out of Florida was weird because body image kind of started playing a huge role because Mm -hmm. of like comparison right you know yeah right and I think back to what you said of like coming out of sports Mm it's such a weird like how do I do this I was seeing my body for how it could perform in a certain way now like how do I view my body how are other now it becomes how are other people viewing my body being in South Florida it's like Mm -hmm. trying to be like I don't care what other people think but everyone looks the exact same way down here and it's so weird yeah 100% it's like it's you almost don't know what to do with yourself it's like okay like what you kind of have to redefine like all these things right. but then there's nowhere to really turn to to figure right. out how to define it so it's, it's right. weird for and sure. it seems like a good thing too it's like okay girls are eating healthy that's like mm-hmm. that see, it seems thing. like a good They're taking thing. care of themselves right and it's like yeah. yeah taking care of themselves but yeah like <laughs> you you can't hold yourself up to mm-hmm. walk and like do the things that you need to do mm-hmm. and it's crazy yeah. Okay. Next, getting more into like fitness. Yeah. And I know we've talked about so much of like the cycle that I feel like happens. It's like, mm-hmm. I feel like we both went through it of like, 
you struggle with an eating disorder and then maybe you overeat or you undereat and then you go into, okay, I am kind of figuring out what I like in the gym. I'm going to pour myself into the gym and then you're tracking macros mm-hmm. and then, which is the one step I have, I did not do. You didn't ever track? No, I never <laughs> tracked macros. I moved to England. I was about to start tracking macros okay. and then I moved to England Yeah. and that was like the saving grace because yeah, thank God. <laughs> like you're like, nobody cared what anyone mm-hmm. looked like over there, which was it's heaven on earth. I'll yeah. Tell you. But let's just <laughs> yeah. talk through like that cycle. Yeah. So I'll, I'll share my personal experience mm-hmm. with it. And then I've also worked with a lot of clients that, um, like personal training clients that are kind of in the midst of that too. Yeah. And I'll say this at the beginning, it's so strange because so many people are struggling with this, but so many personal trainers are in their own version of that like cycle. So it's really hard where we're like trying to help each other, yeah. but we're all kind of struggling with the same thing. And so so it's just interesting kind of what I was able to observe in working with clients. But so basically, um, for me, it went from like eating disorder. My, I struggled a lot with binge eating, um, technically anorexia at a certain point. And then I didn't struggle with, um, purging or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Bulimia is like defined by like compensate, compens- compensating, compensatory. I can't remember how to pronounce it. Like basically you compensate for, um, the binging and yeah. so it like that can look like exercise that can look like long periods of restriction so right. I kind of just dealt with all of them at certain points and then um I I'm trying to remember what order happened I got my personal tra- um, training certification and in, in the midst of like eating disorders and yeah. like what made you want to go do that then so getting a, my personal training certification was honestly so random. I mean, now like I look back and it was so God, but yeah. like, um, literally I was at a private gym doing like group classes and the owner was like, Hey, I want an intern. Do you want to get a personal training certification? And I was like, sure. Right. So, like, <laughs> and so, which is so funny because it like, that wasn't like an like easy thing it wasn't just like oh yeah whatever like I mean I was like putting in hours interning on top of my job and like all this stuff so again it was totally just the Lord like providing and just opening a door um but I I think it it started though with that belief of like good foods versus bad foods and so I was restricting so much because like if there wasn't good food available Mm -hmm. or if I was too lazy to cook good food then I would like restrict and I yeah, tried in like the midst of this was doing like all the diets like I tried keto and vegan and paleo and like all these things just trying to figure out the thing that would like make me feel my best and like and then obviously too you know how it goes where like you're in the middle of that and people are like you look so good you've lost so much weight like, and I'm like thanks but I'm also starving myself I'm starving myself and I feel like I'm gonna pass out yeah literally like I don't I'm like hangry all the time that was like my everyone knew me as like the person that got hangry and it's just like because I did not have enough calories to function I don't have to be part of my character yeah right and so so I was kind of going through that so then after I came out of that I think I'm trying to remember I think through 2020, um, back COVID was actually like a good time for me. I was living alone and I was able to like be kind of away from just like the things that were triggering me and like the, the relation, like just being away from people actually was like a really good thing for me at that time. And so I started, um, eating like bad foods again and kind of was like, I don't know, just feeling better as far as all that goes. But then I was like, I'm so like discontent with my body I want to change that and so I approached um 
someone I knew who was like a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just good to have someone else that's going to like hold you accountable yeah. and stuff. And so I approached her and I, what I wanted to do was just put on more muscle. I was like, I want to feel like strong. I just feel like I have always like had a smaller frame, but I just, I want to be like strong mm-hmm. now. But I was like, I don't know what to eat to like make that happen. Right. Like, you know, I was like, and I just think it'd be good to have someone holding me accountable. And so um, she ended up um, teaching me about ma- like counting macros, which was something I didn't really even like know about before. And um, it just, <laughs> it ended, I mean, it's, a, it's addicting. And I think it's, yeah. for, especially for personalities that, get really obsessive about food like macro counting is like the perfect thing because it looks like you're doing something really good for your body and it's really like exciting because you're getting results I got results so fast yeah I lost and so I wanted to gain I was like I want to kind of bulk up and she like said oh no like you're basically my body fat was too high for me to bulk up so she recommended that I cut first and so cut my calories and it was like crazy. I lost like 15 pounds and I had, I didn't have like 15 pounds yeah, to lose, right. but it was like, I was acting crazy. So eventually a friend was like, who had kind of was a lot further along the journey was like telling me about what she's doing and like this kind of a more intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, I think she just, you know, wants to like have cake all the time and she just like right. she's funny. Not, you come up in your yeah, head and like, she's not very disciplined yeah she's not like, disciplined yeah. she's not dedicated to her fitness and health yeah. but um then I, I it became so stressful counting macros that I was like let me just stop for a second and the second I stopped there was like so much relief and I was like hold on why was that so stressful like why did yeah. I not realize how stressful that was but that was actually really stressful but in the end so in a kind of I think mac- counting macros or any other these like wellness diets they look like they look like they're gonna be something that is so like, it's so healthy and mm-hmm. so you're so disciplined and you're right. so dedicated and you care and so I think that it's really attractive like coming out of like eating disorders and like that tendency to like obsess mm-hmm. macro counting is a, a very attractive option mm-hmm. you know so yeah. what would you advise as like the option like in because I went for that same season of like okay I realize I need help I realize I'm too skinny or I realize I need to lose weight or whatever else Mm -hmm. instead of when macro counting is like kind of the thing that's like on charts where it's like that's the shiny thing that's kind of looking out of you I think it's it's almost that's a good question but it's like you almost have to deconstruct everything though because Mm -hmm. like my thought process at the time right before I started counting macros was like I'm not happy with my body and so the immediate solution to that was like okay let's change my body yeah and so uh, obviously there's like certain like not exceptions but like obviously there's certain like okay like if you're if you can't function in your daily life because of your weight or things like that like it's disrupting your functioning it's like okay maybe there is like a reason to change the body or whatever but um, is a, in a general segment, people that are like struggling with food, the answer to like dealing with body image isn't like controlling food in another way. Right, it's mental. And so um, when when I'm dealing with clients that have issues with like food or like mm-hmm. are struggling with body image, um, the first thing, I guess, first with food, it's like if someone's struggling with like binging, I don't say, "Hey, girl." time for you to get some more discipline let's stop binging like right. can we just you know get rid of like the ice cream in your house like just don't buy ice cream okay mm-hmm. like it's that and it's 
And I think people think that it's that simple, but when you're actually struggling with something like that, like, it does not matter how far away the ice cream is. If you want it in that moment, you're going to go get it, and it's going to happen, and then you'll eat it all. And so it's almost asking, like, what is this behavior, like, providing for me? Like, why, like... Why am I doing this? Because yeah. I, I wouldn't be doing this if it didn't bring some sort of like perceived good into my life. And so sometimes they'll be able to say, oh, I, I always do that like when I'm feeling sad or when I like, basically like it's comfort, you know, mm-hmm. binging. And so it's almost like if you can kind of take a pause then and say, when you feel that like desire to binge, know that your brain is saying, hey, I need serotonin. And then mm-hmm. maybe try a few other like options and not all of them are like, find some ways or things that can boost serotonin in a different way and then all of a sudden like that desire to binge isn't as like attractive right and so in the same way I'd say with like mac like that macro counting it's like okay if you want to macro count that is bringing you something like that is good you know Mm -hmm. there's perceived good in that Mm -hmm. but asking the question okay like what is that good so that you can then reverse engineer and say okay well it's because I want I don't like how I look at my body it's like okay what can we do to address that Mm -hmm. is there is it because you know your body's not functioning at optimal level or is it because you're just scrolling on Instagram and seeing people that are skinny all the time Mm -hmm. like maybe the solution isn't macro counting it's actually like Let's, like, unfollow some people right. or meet some people so that I'm not constantly always obsessed with what I look like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like a lot of times it is change environment. How you were saying, like, COVID, you did have to, like, you were Isolate. forced to be, like, isolated. Mm-hmm. And then same thing, like, my feeling came from literally moving mm-hmm. across the pond to, like, a different country. Mm-hmm. Talk on that a little bit of, like, is there a need for, like, with your clients? Have you seen better in, like, kind of, like, taking a season to, like, not isolate, but, like, pull back a little, like, hey, I'm going to focus on myself and coming from a Christian perspective, too, mm-hmm. and, like, the value of community. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I read something the other day, Some like, someone had reshared something that, like, hey, if I pull back and isolate, it's just because I'm, like, focusing on myself. There's so and much like, about that. I yeah. think people are, like, I'm yeah. seeing that a lot, and I... That wasn't my intention through 2020. I think that was just like, just like the Lord, like, yeah. you know, so that's what I needed. And maybe that is what some people need, but I am, I'm really big on like community where mm-hmm. like, there's something about like, not only like the accountability, but also just like the, like, you're not feeling alone. Like right. my, my friend who was like farther along than me, like having her to hold me accountable and also just like share her parts, like parts of her mm-hmm. story or like, I can like text her and be like, I'm really craving ice cream, but I keep telling myself that I'm not allowed to have it. Like, what should I do? And she can be like, just eat the ice cream. Go eat the ice cream. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and that was literally a conversation we had like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and so it's like, even like that is so, so important, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just having community. And so I think that the key is like the right community though. Yeah. And so where I'm like, if there is an issue with like, for you, it was like, so much being in America, like you really needed just like this space, but you weren't alone. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so I would say that, especially when it comes to food, like the enemy, like in, or in anything, like the enemy, anything. the enemy loves to isolate. And so I would say if like okay, I need to work on myself in order to, and in order to work on myself, I need to isolate. It's like okay, hold on, play pause. Like why? <laughs> um, is it because your community is really unhealthy? If so, maybe like, and it's not like, I know it's difficult to just go make friends, but it's like still surrounding yourself with like a certain level of accountability, even if it's just like the people that, I don't know, that was a big thing for me, like the people I was following on Instagram, like I don't follow people that are posting like 
super like bikini photos and like yeah. super skinny like all, all like just perfect all the time I've needed some of my friends yeah it's like I and with all lo- like love and respect right. but it's just like if, I, if I'm scrolling on my Instagram feed on my own time and I see something that doesn't make me feel mm-hmm. like valuable then I, I do not care who you right. are I'm not going to be looking at it like, right exactly and so I think I think that that kind of isolation if you will mm-hmm. is healthy but maybe not like cutting off all your friends <laughs> when you need help right. it's like maybe there's actually something that can be processed in community yeah, you know absolutely and then I think the enemy tries to get a foothold too of yeah. like using that and then turning it into self-obsession which I'm yeah. just gonna let that lead us into yeah please sorry of like fitness being a thing where so many people are like oh you're into fitness because you're self-obsessed mm-hmm. or how do you balance not being self-obsessed as a Christian and mm-hmm. still doing something that seems so like for you but yes, it's for you, but in a healthy way. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Sorry, I think it's. I'm um, like so you. My, no, I'm not. It's not mine. a story. <laughs> it's totally mine. Um, so I. It's an interesting thing because I. Fit so much of the fitness world is like, what can we do to make. Like, so that it's a product, essentially. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think it's important for us to look at that first of like, okay, when we look at like a fitness program, we're going to be buying something from somebody. Mm-hmm. And so there's a certain level of that being presented in a way to like, hey, like people want to feel better about themselves. They want to like right. feel healthier or whatever. And so like, that's what they're selling, mm-hmm. you know, a better version of you. Right. And so there is a certain level of like, when you do start working out, you're going to feel like extra energy and you're going to be feeling better about yourself. And like, that is just, you know, the positive aspects of working out and like eating foods that like fuel you yeah. and like, versus like if you weren't, if you're eating like lots of foods that weren't as nutritious and all of a sudden you start eating foods that are like high in nutritional value, it's like, you're going to feel different in your body. <laughs> I think that it always has to come back to just, especially as Christians of like what, like, what is our reason for this? Mm-hmm. Is it to, like, impress man? Is it to impress, like, the world? Or is it, like, God's given me, like, that, like, he's given me this body. I'm his yeah. temple, and I want to, like, take care of it. Right. And so I think, like, I am not against aesthetic goals. Mm-hmm. And I have to be careful on the dog because I feel like a lot of times people think I am against aesthetic goals. But aesthetics are, like, a side effect of, like... Yeah other reasons to train Mm -hmm. and so I think it's it's one of those things that like when we're honoring God with our bodies and like it's almost like a celebration of what we can do that's a completely different positioning than being like hey I'm just gonna do like a ton of hip thrusts so like I can have like a big butt like you know what I mean it's just like it's a different kind of like heart position I guess yeah and so um I guess as far as making that like practical I feel like it really helped me when I found different ways to exercise and kept coming from that like sports thing where it's like okay this performance was so fun it's such a fun thing like fun goal to have right you know and then obviously when you are training for performance like aesthetically things are going to be looking a certain way yeah but um it was really fun for me when I was like I realized my balance was like terrible Mm -hmm. um and I was like oh wait this is actually something I can work on in the gym like this is actually something that I can do specific things to improve or like I realized that my my mobility was like trash and I like can't sit on the floor for longer Mm -hmm. than like a few minutes I was like oh wait like 
I can train for that. And now like going to the gym, I get so excited being like, look at all the progress I've made on like these really practical day to day things. And I can see how it impacts in my life all the time versus it being like, Oh, my bloated today. Or am I not bloated today? (laughs) Like how do my abs look today? Like, okay, I need to do extra the gym, more cardio. Like, because especially as women, like in different phases of our like hormone cycle, like (laughs) our body's going to change slightly. Yeah. It's like, you're always going to be chasing this like specific look, even though your body's always going to be changing. So anyway, I just found it like just literally picking those things of like, what do I want to get better at? And then just like going and, and, doing things that align up with that it feels it feels a lot more like god honoring and like right than it is like mm, i'm like so I look amazing this way. i'm this and i think looking at your body of like hey my body can do these things for me yeah i came into which i was gonna share in the i can just use this episode as my like episode so yeah this is great please please so <laughs> i had a like weird run-in with a man did i tell you the story i don't know i don't think so where a man essentially like ended up chasing me with an ar-15 um, yeah, so, and it was, like, as the, t- in the time point when I was trying to pursue fitness again, mm-hmm. and I had been working out for, like, a month, mm-hmm. and thank the Lord for that month, because I wouldn't have been able to outrun him yeah. if I hadn't been working out for that month, yeah. and in that moment, it, like, flipped of, like, okay, like, am I working out in order to, like, who cares how good I look in a bikini? Okay, yeah, I might be able to run on the beach with a bunch of girls, and, like, my legs not move as much or jiggle as much but who cares if I can't outrun a man chasing me with a gun mm-hmm. like it became like so much more serious after that yeah. I guess and then in turn of like okay like my arms they couldn't lift more than three pounds at a time mm-hmm. and that was from like injuries and other stuff but mm-hmm. I want my kid my arms to be able to hold kids in day and I want my body to be able to do all of these things and my legs have now traveled and walked me through so many different countries mm-hmm. and being like that's what's more important, not how do I look in a bathing suit. 100%. Which is so cool. It's so cool. It's like, it's one of those things too that it's like, I think that we forget because we're so young that like we are going to get old. And yeah. I think that's, that's been a cool thing for me because I get to train like old people <laughs> where they're like, they just want so badly to like train for just those everyday things. Like, right. They want to be able to go like up the stairs without yeah. like, having their knees in pain. They right. want to be able to like do this stuff you know what I mean and I think it's it's so cool for you I mean obviously like a horrible horrible experience but like you were able to realization yeah like that you were able to be like oh okay like fitness is not like it does not matter how I look because I mean there I mean there are people that look amazing that like aren't as physically fit you know what I mean those things aren't like uh always going to Uh, um, coincide coincide yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's like that that was like a huge thing for me too where I was like hold on like I am going to be like really old one day and I'm going to want to like get down on the floor and like get up off the floor and like there's things there's things that we can do to like optimize life that don't have to do with with like how we look you know yeah okay next more moving into like food stuff again yeah um advice to younger girls because there's so many in south florida and i mean a little bit about my story which you know which i don't know how many people actually know of like how long i stopped eating for and how many like days in college i went with like just drinking an iced coffee and i made up every excuse in the book of like i'm busy i'm don't have money i this like all the excuses i could think of and i like 
fully believed them myself too. Mm-hmm. Where like yeah. someone could have come to me and been like, "Because you haven't eaten in five days," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't even notice." Mm-hmm. And I would be genuinely telling the truth mm-hmm. of like what you would say to those girls in that. Yeah, um, I think like I've definitely been there too, um, and it's one of those things because things are so fast paced and like our lives are so like demand so much mm-hmm. from us. Sometimes it really is that where it's like I I can have moments like that where I'm like oh my gosh I didn't eat lunch like I just like flew through it and so first thing is I think that like practically if it is in a situation that it's that bad um, it's important to have one accountability of like saying like hey to a friend or whoever like hey I like just noticed I haven't really eaten in a really long time and that's really embarrassing for me to say but like I just really need help with like yeah like literally I know it sounds silly but I need you to help remind me like to eat right or like um I know a friend that used to like schedule lunch like with a friend every single day like at, in like college and stuff mm-hmm. so like she knew at least she'd be having like that meal that kind meal. of thing so right. I think that when it's like that it has to become really practical of like okay someone's holding me accountable or if that's not an option being like all right let's like set an alarm to like remind myself to eat I think a lot of times too in that it becomes like the hard part is when there's a bunch of food that is off limits and there's no like option to plan for it Mm -hmm. and so it's like I think remembering that even if it's not a perfect meal like if it's the option between a perfect meal and skipping a meal whatever that option between of something unhealthy is always going to be better um, for your body because like your brain, like it's not like you're going to eat carbs and it's just going to like stick on you. It's like your brain actually needs that to function on an optimal level. And so if you're experiencing anxiety and you're experiencing like stress or brain fog or things and not eating, like that lack of food is like 100% contributing to anxiety, like guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just, it's important to know that because I think yeah. that it's when we assign this food is good and bad and mm-hmm. it gets tough. And so, um, so yeah, either practically reaching out to a friend to like for accountability or like setting alarms on your phone and then know that eventually like what happens to our body is if we are repeatedly ignoring hunger cues, whether that is not eating when we're hungry or overeating when our body says we're full, mm-hmm. we kind of create this like mistrust with our bodies where um, it's going to take a lot of time yeah. of like honoring those where it's like all the, like, and you'll find as you're honoring your body um, and eating meals when, when your body says they're, it's hungry, it will you'll kind of strengthen that relationship with your body where you actually, like, it'll be hard for you to skip lunch because your body's going to be like, hey, I'm really <laughs> I'm hungry. Like, and you'll be like, oh, okay, that means, like, I honor that and I eat when I, my body says I'm hungry. And so it's definitely a multi-step process, but if they're right in that, like, I'm skipping meals and I don't even realize that I am, I think that's what I'd start with. Yeah, no, I think accountability is huge in that. I mm-hmm. think that was the biggest thing in college. I didn't tell anyone. Yeah. Like, literally nobody had any idea. Because it's scary. Yeah. Because like, like, I think there's so many different ways people can react mm-hmm. and like you don't want to be judged but like honestly odds are the people around you are probably struggling that to a certain level right. too and so um it's definitely like a safe mm-hmm. thing to bring up um, yeah in general I feel right. like right absolutely and I think now too like my I've noticed my anxiety and my not eating both play off of each other of so if I play if I'm super anxious that day the first thing I'll do is get meals mm-hmm. and I will literally like text friends and be like Hey, I'm feeling super anxious today. 
I guarantee I'm going to try to skip every single meal. Please make sure that I don't. Yeah. And they're like calling me, making sure I don't. And like, mm-hmm. good friends will do that too, which yeah. is really cool. And even just saying it to someone too is kind of like, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, now I've told someone, so I can't right. do it. Right. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, are they going to call me at the end of the day? And I have to tell them, like, yeah, I skipped every single meal. Yeah. Like, that's almost like me. It's like, that, that like isolation. Person. Right. Like, you know, when you're isolated, it's really easy for the enemy to, like, kind of speak into things, speak lies. And, but when it's actually brought to light in front of yeah. people, it's like, actually, the issue that we thought was an issue feels like not as heavy. Right. You know? Right. Do you think there's an area for, like, discipline in eating? Oh my and, like, goodness. if so, where? <laughs> this is such a good question. So, here's the thing about discipline. Discipline is not a bad thing. Like, we are called to to be self-controlled, right? Yeah. However, what the world defines discipline. as discipline yeah. and dedication, nine times out of ten, is actually super disordered, super unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, I would say yes, but let's also it's not, like, yeah, let's take a step back and, like, look at what discipline is. Um, discipline is not... Um, restriction discipline is not um, taking not taking breaks when your body's exhausted mm-hmm. um, discipline is not I don't know like pretty much anything that you think discipline is but it's <laughs> not in the world is like this is the fitness world yeah it's not should not be what discipline is yeah it's it's because discipline is should not be discipline and rigidity are not the same thing mm-hmm. and I think that um like they'll call it like dedication and like the consistency, um, consistency in like the world and the fitness world is they're doing this crazy program every single day, nonstop. Three hours at the gym. They're yeah. consistent, you know, they're crazy and they do it all the time when like, that's not even a realistic expectation for like the general population. So consistency might actually look like you show up and you move your body every single day in some way. And some days it maybe looks like that crazy three-hour workout for whatever reason. I wouldn't do that, but some people like you know want to like work out like a lot. That's great. But other time, other days it might look like I'm just going to move my body by going for like a long walk mm-hmm. or doing like some mobility or like whatever whatever it is. And so um, so I think we have to just first start there um, defining discipline. I think that. We are called to be, like, self-controlled and be, like, I mean, honoring of our bodies where, like, I don't think that, like, I'm talking about, like, gluttony, too, and this, like, overindulgence of, of, like, enjoying, like, the earth, essentially, is, like, it's, you're still, you're not, like, looking to God as your um, provider and, like, mm-hmm. the source, and so I think, like, discipline in the Christian sense actually looks like okay, I'm going to, even though, even though I don't want to, or even though I don't feel like it, I'm going to like spend time with him. And even though I don't want to, I don't feel like it, I am going to move my body because even though the society says, yeah, just sit on the couch and just like chill and like watch your, you know, shows or do your, um, scrolling. Hours. Yeah. I don't think that's self-control, you know what I mean? We're, we're being controlled and yeah. consuming something. And so I think it, but it doesn't look like, I think, where people will take it is like, okay, if you want to be a self-controlled Christian, you have to be a super rigid, like, like worker, like, work-outer person, <laughs> whatever. Like, you have to be super rigid and working out. Um, whereas, like, I don't think that, like, I think there's always a middle ground there. Yeah. So, it's like, you can take care of your body, honor your body without it being this, like, 
like religious like thing of yeah. like showing up to the gym and eating like right. certain things. So it's so weird on social media talking about which I've now learned anything like bonus fitness, even faith. It's like everyone wants a black and white, and it's mm-hmm. like this or this. Mm-hmm. Which one's right or wrong? Mm-hmm. It's like no, there's no ground. It's and like ah, it feels like one's right, one's wrong, mm-hmm. and it's like no, see this middle ground, and like let's talk about the middle ground. Mm-hmm. It's almost never completely one or the other right. in anything. Right, like. Yeah, that's a living in the gray. Like that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, now in discipline and fitness, it's like being the healthy discipline. Mm-hmm. So now that we define that, the unhealthy discipline, mm-hmm. discipline versus listening to your body. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> I kind of um, tapped into this a little bit, but so listening to your body is really hard if you've been ignoring cues for mm-hmm. months, years. Your body is not going to um, communicate with you as openly as you think because you've been ignoring and it's going to be a lot harder for you to like listen to your body. And so I think like come, okay, so okay, I'll, I'll share a personal story to kind of like illustrate this. So for me with food, it became, it was like, okay, I was counting macros, not listening to my body, really rigid. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to just listen to my body now. If I like have a craving for something, like it's okay. I can mm-hmm. have a little bit of whatever. But what was happening was I would say, all right, I can have a little bit of ice cream, but then I was had I could not control. It was right. like I and it was like kind of everyone's fear of like mm-hmm. they're like, okay, see, like once I like listen to my body and allow myself to have a little bit, I go crazy. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of different people recommend different things on like how to like cope with that. But I honestly, I just went straight in and it feels like, okay, if my body wants and tells me that it wants that much ice cream, I like, and I just binge and then have a sore stomach. It's like, okay, cool. Like that happened, you know, move on. I'm not, I don't have to like define myself by it. Like, let's just keep going. Mm-hmm. And about, it's been kind of this process of like six months of like with cycle syncing where I'm like listening to my body during like certain spaces in my cycle and changing my workouts based on how I'm feeling and then same with food where it's like I think the struggle becomes again where we're in that black and white thinking where it's like oh I'm either being disciplined and doing what I'm supposed to do or I'm listening to my body Mm. and so and if I listen to my body I'm just never going to work out I'm always going to eat the wrong thing where like I promise on the other side of that like black and white rigid thinking there is a space where it's like I can get up and I'll be like I do not want to move today I'm gonna go on like a walk around the block that feels good got some sun now I feel better whatever Mm -hmm. um like I even this week like my PMS symptoms like came early and I'm just feeling like so low energy so like my workouts like and then this morning too I worked out with a friend and it was like a little bit lower energy of a workout but like I listened to my body in that Mm -hmm. sense and so um, but there were times where I was like, I want to listen to my body and honor my body by not moving at all. And, like, honestly, if you have been, like, kind of building this resentment with exercise because it's been this, like, thing that you're forcing yourself to do, maybe, like, a little break from the gym and just, like, mm-hmm. a break from it all would be, like, a good thing to almost just, like, reset and kind of move on from there. And so it's it's so complex because it's not every single person is going to be different. Every single like situation is going to be different too even within one individual but I feel like it's really just that abandonment of the black and white thinking mm-hmm. that allows you to say all right I can be disciplined and I can also listen to my body like right. there's space for both of those things right you know yeah absolutely to end the episode we're just going to talk about 
y'all's questions that you submitted and go over them because honestly I looked at these questions earlier and said I can't answer these myself so we'll get to work out together exactly we'll see how it's not so here we are um some of them we might already touched on but just for the sake of answering them we'll just hit on them a little bit yeah consistency and what to do what you do in the gym so you don't lose ideas or get lost yeah, so we talked about consistency earlier, but I think that consistency isn't like, all right, because a lot of the fitness industry is like influenced by bodybuilding and influenced by just men. And when they don't have like a hormone cycle where things yeah. are going to feel a different way depending on where you're at. And so I think consistency in the gym and like not losing ideas, it just looks like maybe in the weeks where you're feeling high energy you follow like a certain type of program and you're incorporating like plyometrics and you're incorporating like heavy lifting all this and then on the weeks that you're feeling like low energy you're doing more like low energy like low energy things like bodies and walking and like um, cardio that is a little bit lower impact uh, I found that to be sustainable because mm-hmm. I'm still consistent I'm not doing the same thing every single day right but like we don't have to be doing that unless we're training for a competition or we're a man like you know what I mean so so that's what I'd say about that yeah I'm the kind of person which I definitely like give myself rest days but if I'm not like I have to go to the gym even if I like hardly do anything Mm -hmm. to like just have that get my right exactly like that's my consistency and like that's how I like get myself excited to even go to the gym Mm -hmm. it's like get there might not even feel like working out just doing something but like Hey, I got myself here. Maybe that was all I could do today, but I got myself yeah, here. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And then of like not losing ideas or getting lost. I had such bad gym anxiety when I first got back to the gym. Mm-hmm. And my gym in England had two floors. And one was a woman's only floor, which was really nice. What? And Which, fun fact, I actually got more intimidated by the woman's only floor, <laughs> which sounds so silly. But I would challenge myself like every single day of being like, okay, I know when I get back to America, it's not like this. Mm-hmm. And before that... I hadn't set foot in, like, a normal gym at all because I had such bad gym anxiety. I was like, everyone's looking at me. Everyone's staring at me. Everyone's watching me. I'm so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I can only lift three pounds on my left arm. Mm-hmm. I'm pathetic. All these men are judging me. And mm-hmm. I was so terrified of all the men mm-hmm. in the gym. And so I would challenge myself days of being like, okay, I'm not going to go to the women's floor. I'm going to go down there to the men's floor. And for the most part, it was all men, all these English men, and just me. And I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> and <be> fun. <laughs> that somehow freaking built up my confidence. Yeah. I was like, okay, here we go. But I also yeah. knew I could run back upstairs if I needed to. to. But it was like challenging myself in order to do that. Yeah. Because um, you prove yourself, it, it builds confidence by saying, hey, I'm going to do this hard thing. And then doing it, you're like, right. yeah, I am amazing. Exactly. <laughs> like, this is actually not that deep and they don't care about me whatsoever. Yeah. Like, I'm no. so irrelevant. Gym anxiety is so, it's such a lie. Because, well, not a lie, but it's just like, we think everyone's paying attention, but yeah. they're, they're just looking at themselves. Right. Like, they're not there for you. They're right. there for themselves. Right. <laughs> now I walk in with, like, not an ego, but a little bit of an ego. Where I'm just, like, I'll walk to the guy having the most weight on his thing. I'm like, you almost done? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, what gave me the confidence to do that? I don't know. I respect it. That's so awesome. I don't know. <laughs> and then ideas. Honestly, I find most of my ideas on TikTok, I feel like yeah. I'll get confused and literally just be like, da-da-da, type something in. Yeah. And I feel like that's the most helpful for me. Yeah, that works great. I For me, it's I, I program myself, so it's a little, <laughs> bit different, a little bit different. But yeah, like there's there's always sorts of like good things that are creative. People are super creative um, on TikTok and stuff, so that's awesome too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What has helped you get over some of the lows? The lows. What lows? I kind of... Um, 
maybe like so I mean I think we kind of touched on that a lot of just like the lows and eating like I mean sometimes it looks like like psychoanalyze yourself being like what Mm -hmm. what, like what is this behavior bringing me sometimes it's accountability and then fitness and stuff too it's kind of maybe you need a break maybe you need to hold yourself to like Mm -hmm. some consistency that's not rigid like I mean I think we yeah I think think my biggest thing would be accountability yeah like nine times out of ten I feel like accountability was the biggest thing and then like people who are rooted in Jesus also Mm -hmm. like in that accountability of like knowing one they're not going to judge me in that two they don't see my identity as me eating well or me performing well yeah 100% that's so good how do you work out without focusing on self too much Ooh, this is a good one um so I actually went to a gym for a while that didn't have mirrors that was an interesting Mm. thing um I half didn't like it because I couldn't like check form right but also that I mean that was a very quick and easy thing to be like all right I literally couldn't focus on how I looked right because I couldn't see myself um so, I mean, so that is a, that's a practical step, step perhaps. I mean, so that might work for some people, might not for others. I think, though, too, um, the more I, like, dialed into, like, mind-muscle connection and, like, really slowed down my exercises, I started focusing more on, like, ooh, what does this feel like in my, um, in my body? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, almost, like, I feel like watching yourself, it's kind of like not an out-of-body experience, but you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean? Where you're like, okay, I'm very much focused on the outward appearance when I'm looking at myself in the mirror being like, wow, I'm like so amazing. But like almost looking like inwardly and being like, okay, how does this muscle feel? Like, ooh, if I slow it down even more, if I do it this way, like how can I like get even more muscle engagement? Mm -hmm. I feel like that helped a lot with me um, where it's like, that's focusing on self, yes, but not focusing on like, the vain things that are going to, like, disappear is focusing on, like, wow, this is so cool that, like, this movement, like, God designed things to go this yeah. way. Also, too, I listen to worship while I work out, like, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, um, which, like, is not, like, a requirement or doesn't make me, like, extra spiritual, but it, it does, like, I don't know, I think it's, like, my, I've, like, integrated my workout time with, like, time with the Lord because yeah. it used to be such a, um, I don't know, self-centered and, like, just thing that, like, I, I, it was so self-seeking mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, wait, hold on a minute. I can just, like, worship God through yeah. this, and I want to, like, I want my exercise to be worshipped. So that's kind of a practical step, too. What, right. What about you? That was literally the last thing I was going to say, too, which I just started, like, two weeks ago. It's so cool. It's definitely yeah. a high vibe, but I love it. Definitely. <laughs> I listen to, like, NF more than, like, like yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I can't, like, actually listen to, like, worship music while working out. Um, But I was listening I love to NF, so though. much trash music, and yeah. I was like, what am I listening to? And I'm sitting there, and I'm the kind of person who will, like, dance around the gym, and I'm like, what? And I was like, what are these what words saying? Like, what is this saying? Mm-hmm. And then the dang, like, Doja Cat song kept coming up. Like, without me, yeah. I could cue every other song, and that song would come up without yeah. me even trying. And I was like, this is not good. Like, this shows that this is in line with what, the kind of music I'm listening to. Yeah. Um, and not that, not that those music, like, I mean, not some of that music is bad, but right. not that, like, not listening to worship music is bad, but it's just like, definitely like what you're going to listen to is going to impact your mood right and so it's like if you're listening to like the songs that are all about like i'm so awesome so amazing it's kind of like that's probably how yeah you're going to be feeling yeah exactly and then especially as women and like all of secular rap music being about sex it's like okay you're trying not to look at your body for an appearance look at your body for the way men Mm -hmm. see you or like comparing yourself to other women that music is exactly like all of those stuff. things. Like, like how how are you gonna listen to that and also be like, 
let's just like reject yeah, these messages. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. So it it but again, that's something very new that yeah. I've been it's cool implementing. Um, these are good questions. Yeah, I'm digging this. How do you accept your body? That's a very straight up question. Um, body acceptance. Oh, this is such. I mean, this we can make a whole pod- podcast about body acceptance, yes. but. Um, practical, short, just something to grab onto. I feel like, I don't know. I, I hate like listening to like podcasts or like things where there's like, just accept your identity in Christ because I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm like, that's so, you know, amazing. But I honestly, like, I think, okay, I'll start that. That is a practice that a get in the word, read about what the word says about you. Like know what God says about you. Um, because all of those things are so much more important than your appearance that like, it's not like body acceptance isn't about like hating yourself and doing things until you love yourself. It's, I feel like body acceptance comes from like, almost like saying, all right, my body isn't as important as I thought it was like almost, you know what I mean? And so I feel like that, but then with that, like wear clothes that you actually feel confident in. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I went through, like, that phase of, like, I was just wearing a bunch of clothes that, like, were popular, but, like, I I just yeah. didn't even feel, like, confident in. I, I, I thought my body was a problem, but then I maybe bought a size bigger or right. I got, like, something different. And yeah. I was like, oh, I actually feel really confident in this. Um, so, yeah. Um, I had another thing, but I can't remember right now. Any, any of your... I think how people say, like, think of, like, how your favorite person views you. They don't think of, like how your body looks. That's like literally the last thing I think of. I think about my future daughter on a daily basis, like literally crazy, but like realizing she would literally care less about that. And like, how do I want my daughter to see me? Do I want her to see me as sick skinny? Do I want her to see me prioritize how thin I am in my life? Or do I want her to see me prioritize food? And like when we travel, like prioritizing, like enjoying things and like living life it's like so good eating healthy and or eating well and working out like enables me to do these things Mm -hmm. it's not like something you're a slave to right exactly it's like that's like i feel like the key to like the acceptance of body Mm -hmm. it's like seeing your body as a functionality Mm -hmm. and not as like you gotta live in your body for your whole life. Yeah, might as well. Might as well. Might as well. Right. Yeah, that reminds me of what I was gonna say because it's like, um, honestly, gratefulness lists are so yeah. practical. Oh gosh, yes. And so even if it's like, okay, every single day I'm gonna write down one thing that I do love about my body. Maybe that's not even really to like appearance. If you want to like get mm-hmm. extra points, but it's like. I love that my arms can like do this or today I yeah. used my legs like how you're saying right. earlier, yeah. like and they carried me across Europe. Like right. you know, so I think focusing on like what your body does is mm-hmm. it and like being grateful for it is such a practical step too. Yeah. I went to Sicily, my grandma's Sicilian. And I saw like all of the women there. One, I was super self conscious about my curly hair. Like before moving abroad, my I never had my hair curly, literally mm-hmm. ever. And now I couldn't tell you the last time I was straight. Mm-hmm. And I also was blonde for years. Like seven years, dyed my hair beach blonde. And I went to Italy and saw all of these women with this gorgeous black curly hair. And they had so many wrinkles and sun damage on their body. And I was like, they look so full of life. Mm-hmm. And they look like they have so many good stories to tell. And I was like, I want people to look at me. And my best friend was there with me who was like capturing all of this on photos yeah. too. I was like, I want people to look at me at the end of my life being like, she looked like she lived a great life. Yes. Not like, oh, she, she looks like so she like, 
was super hot when she was like, no, <laughs> I don't care. Like, who's gonna care about that? Literally, nobody. Literally nobody. <laughs> nobody at oh, all. I love that. It gives me like goosebumps. It was so cool, and that's why Sicily will always be my literal favorite place on earth. I love that. And also, another thing about Sicily, they celebrated food like nobody I've ever met yeah. because they have influences from like five different countries because they were owned by five different countries. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. super uniquely compared to anywhere else in Europe I went, they were like this, this, this. There are like a million different types of food <laughs> throwing it at you. I'm like it's so because cool. food is culture, you know. Yeah. Like it's so special. Right. It's exactly. So cool. <laughs> Our American food is culture. Is yeah. Right. Not always <laughs> the best, but that's right. Do you ever feel guilty for not staying consistent slash not eating well? I mean, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, of course. Um, it's, we're, like, programmed to, and mm-hmm. even, like, you know, but guilt is never a good, like, driving yeah. force right. to make you do stuff, right. I don't think. Um, yeah. I think that it's it's definitely a journey. Um, we've talked about, like, a lot of that, of, like, consist of, like, define consistency Mm -hmm. is consistency I'm never allowed to have a piece of cake and when I do I feel guilty it's like or is it it like consistency is yeah I have cake when I want and I also like feed my body foods that will fuel it Mm -hmm. and I also allow you know what I mean like it's kind of almost how you define it and so I'd say but I'd say yeah I think that's a normal part of it Mm -hmm. and it's, it's just like not letting that guilt like define the choices you make right going forward yeah no I agree exactly with that and I think it's like a day to day thing it's like I can eat the same thing every single day and one day I'll feel guilty for it the next day I won't Mm -hmm. like why it comes and goes no idea yep what are some of your favorite protein pack snacks slash meals ooh um so I love Greek yogurt that's kind of like a guilty pleasure to eat dairy um yeah so that's that sucks um so not dairy then um, I also do, um, for like snacks and things, I like to make acai bowls at my house, like in my like, own blender, mm-hmm. um, which I add protein powder to, which, um, I'm like addicted to like my own protein back powder and stuff. So I, I like to add things there. Um, I'm trying to think of what else though that, um, I get most of my protein from like my meals. I don't do a ton of snacks. Do you do a lot of snacks? Not really. I'll do um, like oats and like, mm-hmm. Fun protein powders and fruits and stuff like that. I'm trying to think. I feel I feel like most of my snacks are not oh, protein powder. This is it's not overly protein packed, but chomps. They're like I don't know why they're so good. What are they're they? like the beef sticks. They're oh like, yes, healthy-ish <laughs> slim gems. Um, that's cool. Yeah, that's not fun. greatest whole foods thing, but quick easy sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I literally. Not think it's like the only snack. I yeah, I don't. I don't do a lot of snacks in general. I do have like a, yeah, a lot of meals. So yeah, hopefully I don't know. A few ideas there. So being dairy free really. That yeah, that makes it tough. Really gets yeah at times. Yeah. Um, the next question is, what are your favorite? What are some of your favorite guy friendly meals? What is it? What are some of your favorite guy friendly meals? Guy friendly? Yeah. What does that mean? That boys will actually eat. Oh. What does your husband eat? Because I am. I was sorry. I never. I was like, guy friendly? Like, what does that mean? Um, okay, so my husband is actually like the cook of the family, so it's more like what kind of things will <laughs> I eat? <laughs> um, um, gosh. Um, <laughs> let me think of what we like. 
Something we've been doing um, is like chicken salad. Actually, that is a high protein snack. Um, and you can do it so many. So we do like chicken, grapes, celery, um, cran like dried cranberries, yeah. um, and then you can do vegan mayo. Or is mayo mayo vegan or vegan mayo? Okay. Vegan mayo and Trader Joe's. Okay. Honestly, I don't. It it tastes normal. Like I, I don't yeah, know, it's really good. So that's awesome. We also do like a buffalo chicken like mm-hmm. salad too, and add in like um, red cabbage yeah. and like. Um, like maybe like sliced carrots and like things mm-hmm. like that um we, and that's fun because like you can do it with like chips but yeah. you can also do it like you can put it in a wrap in a tortilla and right. like, or you can also just eat it like plain or right. in, a, in some bread like so anyway that's something that we both really like so mm-hmm. i don't know do you have any guy friendly not really the um the trader chips like italian sausage is like really easy and i feel mm. like you can throw it in a ton of things like i just had it with their like pumpkin soup and rice and it was really good that's great i mean yeah. there's i feel like it's guy friendly. i feel like guys are easy to yeah i would say i, I feel like my husband eats a lot so um and i also think she might have been thinking this was going to be an episode where we're like talking about like healthy like this like, version of healthy foods yeah, where, where it's like eat salads 24 7 yeah. i like come out by family every time they eat a salad and tell me they're being healthy i'm like yeah no it's no it's definitely like just eat a piece of lettuce and say that's healthy. Yeah, where are your nutrients? The balance, you know, you can have some, like have like some snacks that are, mm-hmm. you know, like because I don't know, I think that is like a trend, just like yeah. really really healthy things, right. which is fun. But like you know, there's always a balance, in right? That, exactly. So. Okay, we'll end with this question. Yes, is it better to want to be healthy or to choose to be happy in your body? Very black and white yeah. question. So, no, that, not in a um, offensive way, but it's very. It's like the options are: I am healthy or I'm happy. And yeah. so, I guess I would actually ask, like, what about like almost asking yourself, okay, like, what are my views about being healthy, mm-hmm. and why are those like, and what about those views um, are contrary to me being happy? Right. Oh yeah. You know, so and like starting to like deconstruct maybe your like views about health because mm-hmm. if I mean, but I get it because if you look at like the healthy what you what it takes to be it's healthy, to eat this, work out sometimes. Like, no one has time for a lot of, and that. that's not yeah. I wouldn't be happy either. Right. So it's like I think almost redefining maybe the like it'd be helpful to redefine. Okay, what is healthy? Mm-hmm. What does that practically look like? Um, and then and then like as redefining that you're able to kind of find ways that you can actually be really happy right. that, like that because like I I don't I think that those things are 100% overlap yeah. they do not need to be like I'm either happy or I'm either healthy right. but obviously again just defined by I get I get where you can kind of get to that right yeah. based on what we're being told but yeah, yeah I just say like challenge challenge what being healthy looks like right exactly I think the two every single time coexist in my life yeah I, I definitely wasn't happy when I was like holding myself to like a health standard mm-hmm. that was like unattainable. So I think it's like, yeah, first saying it's okay for me to, you know, it's okay to like have black and white thinking, but then say, all right, like why is that there and start to kind of deconstructing that. Right. Bit. So. Yeah. And it's also like forgetting what people say from the outside too, because so many people probably would have looked at me when I was 110 pounds mm-hmm. and then like, she looks so healthy. Yeah. And it being like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Like that actually wasn't. And also like, 
looking at the people on social media being like, mm-hmm. they look so happy. They're so whatever. Like it's social media goes like it's so hard. Skinny is not healthy. Like, no, I mean sometimes, but like, um, and so if, if that is what health again, what is that is your definition? What yeah. is healthy? Sit down and dissect that. Yeah. That's great. I love that. So oh good. So I think that's all I got. Yeah. Those are some great questions. I, I think this that. is so good. I think this episode's going to bless so many people. Yeah. I'm so excited. Me too. Yeah. I hope you guys love this episode. I hope everything came across the way that we wanted it to come across. Um, thank you so much for being here. I will see you next week. Bye guys. Love you.